Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. It is time. Episode 100. We have made it to episode 100 of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. What a ride it has been. I know that I usually go with my jittery self, especially at the beginning, but it's one of those moments where I just want to hone in and just take everything in to to even express how grateful and thankful I am to each and every one of you for sticking by me. Even if you don't listen to every episode that comes when I distribute it, either on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Well, rarely on Instagram, but whichever the case may be, I thank each and every one of you. We have made it to episode one motherfucking hundred! <sighs> <sighs> For one thing, this has been a very crazy week. And with the huge snowstorm that has happened in the East Coast of the United States, and the fact that I have rarely gotten any sleep, I've pushed myself, I think, close to the limit. And I didn't really feel that way until for the past couple of days where I was really, really exhausting myself. But we are here. It's a Friday, February 5th. 2021 and as I promised we have a special guest so let me not beat around the bush anymore you came you saw you listened you conquer ladies and gentlemen our special guest Tom Aglio enjoy I promised you, I promised you that I was going to have a good guest, a great guest here. Now, some of you may know him, others of you don't. But you know what? That's okay because after this session, you're going to want to click on his site even more. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom, I want to pronounce your last name correctly. Aglio. That's right? it. That's it. There you got go. it. Thanks, there dude. <laughs> Tom Aglio. Like, there's a part of me that wants to say, like, Aglio, but uh-huh. I'm like, no, no, no. Aglio, Tom <laughs> Aglio. And that, perfect. Yes. And for those of you know, who don't know who he is, he is a seasoned veteran voiceover artist. He's a voice actor. He is your millennial next door. So after this session, if you have any questions for him or if you want to get to know him or if you even want to listen to his demos, click on his site, Dom Agli- Dom. <laughs> Tom Aglio. Com. You will listen to his promos. Well, I wouldn't say promos, commercials. You listen to his uh, commercials. I listen to it almost every day to help me hone in my skills for my shit because let's face it, he knows his stuff. Wouldn't <laughs> you agree? Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. <laughs> Trying. <laughs> the key is to make it look like you do. Exactly. And <laughs> us as voiceover actors, it's, it's, it's pretty funny because... 
I, I heard this on a podcast the other day, and I feel like this is the most accurate statement. Mm-hmm. We surround so many people all over the world, and yet rarely any of them know we exist. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that, you know, especially with like social media nowadays. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you have thousands of friends and you're connected to all literally all over the world. But I couldn't tell you, I could, I could tell you a handful of people that I'm, that I'm friends with on social media, you know, out of all my connections. So I like that. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hold on to that. That's really, really good. Well, considering the fact that every now and then when you post your stuff on Twitter mm-hmm. and I even said it the other the other week, was it? Yeah, the other week where I'm like, dude, make a book over <laughs> for dummies. I will be your first buyer. I, I know it's going to take time and publishing yeah. and editing and you need the financing and all that stuff. But God damn it, just do it. <laughs> you know, what? it's in the works. You're not the first person to request it. And uh I think I'm, I think I'm going to do it. You know, it'll definitely take time. I want to compile my thoughts and, uh, and kind of compile like my journey and everything like that. But I, I, I definitely think it's time to do something like that. So stay tuned. Definitely, man. Definitely. Sweet. And considering that we are now good friends, hopefully. Yes, absolutely, man. Exactly. Exactly. So this is episode 100 and sure. I've been doing this for God knows, like since March of, of the pandemic, Nice. March of the pandemic. And for me, I wanted one episode 100 to be very, very special. Sure. So to the fact that we're both comic book enthusiasts, well, more movies yeah. and TV shows. Yep. Yep. And considering that there's not really major news of what's been going on as of mm-hmm. late. Yeah. There's at the point where I really wanted to get your perspective in terms of what's been going on in the outside world sure. of comic books in general. So you know, I've compiled a list and we can just freestyle and do whatever the hell sweet. we want. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm honored. Thank you. Sweet, sweet. All right. So first, um, I say this is probably the most important WandaVision. Yes. What do you think thus far? We're on episode four. Episode yes. five drops tomorrow. By the time mm-hmm. this podcast drops, it'll be today. Sweet. What do you think thus far? Because I have I, so many theories on this one. I love it, honestly. And it's funny, like I, I was actually re-watching last night in prep for 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 today. And, you know, looking back, I feel like I, I've changed a lot of my views on it. First of all, it's, it's amazing. And I think it mixes like a great comedy with, you know, that whole Mar- like the drama of the Marvel Universe. And I think it's doing a nice job kind of tying up post Endgame since we really... You know, aside from Spider-Man, we really don't have anything post-Endgame too much right now. Absolutely. You know, and especially with Wanda and Vision, they have a, an interesting story. Um, I So when I first when I first saw it, I'm like, okay, you know, when I first saw like the previews for it, I thought it was just going to be like a kind of like a, a light kind of comedic show of, of Wanda and Vision, you know, like having almost almost like in different time periods and stuff like that. Cause, you know, they really advertise like that whole 1950s black and white type sitcom type thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then the more I started watching it, I started to, to realize, you know, just just it exists within the now of the Marvel Universe, which is super interesting. And especially in the second episode, I think it was like either a drone or a helicopter that it's outside the house and she sees it and it's red when everything else is black and white. Yes, color coded. Yep. Yep. I'm like, whoa. I'm thinking like, you know, obviously that doesn't belong, you know, because it's 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 red and everything else is black and white. And I'm thinking like, did did Wanda like make this 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 world (laughs) that she's in in order to like live with vision forever you know because he died he 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 died in 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 um in infinity in, in you know in um infinity war, infinity yes. war. there you go there you go i'm t- tip my tongue and okay. and so i'm like <laughs> okay maybe she like created this world and like now like the reality is kind of trying to break in 
um, you know, and, and she, she doesn't want that to happen, obviously, because Vision's not alive in the present. But then, like, the more I watch it and, you know, she's, you know, you have S.W.O.R.D. kind of trying to reach out to her through the radio, I, I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm like, maybe she's trapped here, too. But I think also she's trapped, but I don't think she wants this that, that world to end because, you know, she's with the love of her life. And in a sense, she's kind of living in a little bit of a normal, like, yeah, you know, she's got powers and he's, you know, he's part machine and stuff. But they're living kind of a normal life together. And I, and I think, you know, if you, you know, when you watch Infinity War, you know, they're in Europe and, and they're kind of living a normal life. I think that's what she's always wanted. So I feel like she's trapped in this world, but she doesn't want to be free of it either. You know what I mean? I spoke about this on my last yeah. episode where mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to turn this into a tragic hero type of story. Okay. Because you're absolutely right. She's trapped in this world, but mm-hmm. yet she doesn't want to escape it because yeah. Every time when Vision either says something or does something where he feels like, okay, something is wrong here, something is out of the ordinary, there are jump cuts and it rewinds. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. It does. And it's at the point where I'm thinking to myself, okay, is she controlling this or is there an outside source Mm -hmm. where something is going on here? Mm -hmm. And I think the fourth episode, I'm... Was it the no? It was the third. When did she have her babies? The third, and that's actually interesting. The third I, episode. I freaked out about that. And continue your thought, but I'm going to tell you why in a second. Well, when she had her twins, yeah, and they are a representation of the comic book counterparts, Billy and Tommy. Right. I can't help but feel that, like you said, she has everything she wanted. She right. lost her brother. She lost the love of her life, but mm-hmm. she gets everything aside from her brother. She gets everything back. Right. And when Geraldine, who's Monica, right. which is Maria Rambo's daughter from right. Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. when someone interferes with something that is like, I I I desperately want to say glitch in the Matrix, but it yeah. kind of it feels like a Matrix-ish type of scenario. Sure. She instantly panics yes. and she will do whatever she can to ensure that she keeps her happiness together. And I mm-hmm. feel like when the season ends, yeah, which is about either four or five episodes, right? There's going to be a moment where we're going to feel so much worse for her now, and yeah. there's a strong chance she may turn into the show's villain. That's interesting. You know, that really is interesting because she, even, you know, Vision's kind of part of like the sitcom in a way, but she she stresses so much to him how like this is their life and she just wants to fit in. And I think she'll do anything to keep that. So the fact that thinking like she might become the villain, she's she's desperate, you know, she's desperate to hold on to this like the last, you know, piece of her happiness in a way. So I, I think she'll do anything to keep that. Now that that that's actually I never thought of that she might she might be the villain, but I I think that you know what I think you're onto something there. I really really do. I don't really find anybody else in terms of who it could actually be yeah. to be like the antagonist of the show. Right. Considering that it was the fourth episode that we saw when um I for, I keep on forgetting her name Darcy her yes. real name uh Cat Jen Cat Dennings yep mm-hmm. something along those lines I apologize if I'm no 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 you're good <laughs> I'm so bad with actresses names so Sword is pulling up each file of right. each person and every single one of them is a Sword agent yes and I'm like huh so if they're all trapped here right that means Wanda in a way is controlling this she must be the villain right and somehow 
whatever dominant force is going to play out against, mm-hmm. it could lead, in my opinion, it could lead into Doctor Strange 2 because she's going to be in that movie mm-hmm. too as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I, I think, you know, I don't, I don't think that she trapped everybody there, but I think that she will keep everybody there. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I it's definitely going to be interesting. Like she's always been an interesting character and, you know, she's obviously an extremely powerful character. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm curious to see just how much she's going to exert that, you know, her power and her strength just to literally just keep this world that's not real, you know, and she's trapping these people, really kind of keeping them from their lives as well. Like, yeah, they have a life within, but, you know, they obviously a lot of them may have family outside outside the this sitcom and this this town that they're in, you know, this village that they're in and. And, 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 you know, she, she really is, she's, you know, just like, just like Thanos kind of took her life away from her. She's kind of not turning into him, but she's doing the same thing to others. So it's like, you know, why is he the villain and and she's not? So I I agree. I think that what she's doing is definitely um, hinting at her being some kind of villain or something like that. I don't think she'll stay a villain forever, but I I definitely, yeah, I definitely think that she's not going to give up this world and these people's lives anytime soon um you know do you think do you think there's a chance I, I just thought about this do you think there's a chance pietro may come back you know i was thinking about that um if he does i just feel like he'll come back in, in terms of like a like a, maybe like a cameo or maybe like alluded to mm-hmm. if he does come back i don't think it's going to be in a big role this season i think there's just so much going on right now and who knows listen maybe you know maybe you know, when 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 it's revealed that maybe she is the villain and she she's refusing to let everything go, you know, who knows, you know, Pietro may come back as sort of, you know, just 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 trying to get her to to, to stand down from 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 holding these people hostage, essentially. I don't know. I don't think she'll, he'll come back anytime soon, but I definitely think it's possible. Well, considering the fact that the whole construct of the world that is around her is yeah. a strong representation of the House of M from yeah. the comic books mm-hmm. and. Once again, for the listeners that don't know what the House of M truly is, it's basically the constructed format where in the comics, Wanda and Professor X built this constructed reality where it unleashes your inner desires. Yes. And if this show is a representation of that, then it's pretty clear that she's going to get almost everything she wanted. Mm -hmm. Loving family, twins, a great neighbor. Yeah. Or neighbor neighborhood, um, but a part of me always think. Uh, a part of me is thinking to myself, okay, if she's not the villain, yeah, what if Sword is the antagonist? Wait, what if they are the ones that are trying to break her out of this, which mm-hmm. they are, and they're viewed as the. It could be a little bit of a stretch here, but. What if they're viewed as the show's antagonist, even though they're not really the villain? Just because you're the antagonist doesn't mean that you're the bad guy. Right, right. And, and you know, it's funny that you say, you know, because that's like a that's a very common um, theme that you see, like in a lot of theater, like Macbeth, for example, in, in Shakespeare. You know, he's obviously the protagonist because he's the main character, but he's not a good person. You know, Absolutely. Wanda, in, in terms of like the show's story. She's definitely the protagonist because she's the main character. And I definitely think Sword, by them, you know, wanting to break her out or whatever it is that they try to do, will be the antagonist. But you're right. They're not, I don't think they're not the villain. And, and, and to Wanda, they are, you know, kind of like the, you know, kind of like um, the Avengers were the villain to Thanos. You know, they, but Thanos thought he was right. And Wanda's going to think that she's right. But, you know, being right, you know, thinking that you're right doesn't mean that you are right. 
So I, 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 I would definitely love to see them kind of talk about some kind of House of M type thing. And, and you know, it's, it, that, that would be very interesting. And, you know, and she, she has this normal life. The life of a mutant is, is, is difficult. You know, it's, it's a hard one. So absolutely, it's definitely, I don't, I think, I think it's going to leave on a, on a big cliffhanger that she's going to, that she's, that she's just going to be holding everyone hostage. And, and I think that's going to be awesome. And when we, going back to her family, I freaked out about that because in Marvel Avengers Academy, I actually voiced Speed, who was her son. Oh, there you um, go. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. You know, I get to kind of see the baby version of the superhero that I played. Um, so I, I would love to see them expand upon her family. I think that would be really cool. You know, Wiccan and Speed are kind of they're they're interesting characters and they're kind of two, you know, two sides to the same coin. You know, Speed and is kind of this, you know, troublemaker and 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 whatnot. And while Wiccan is, you know, the the nicer um kind of, you know more of a heroic type character. So I would that, love to see them expand that, that upon seem, that. That seems to be a common thing with twins, doesn't yes, it? There, there's sure. always, there's always not one good, one bad, but right. one more kind-hearted while the other one is more edgy. Exactly, exactly. Of. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a very common, you know, cinematic device that a lot of, you know, writers and stuff will use, but it's interesting and it works. And I, I, I truly hope that they expand upon that. And honestly, I would love to see it if the show is going to be around for a while in terms of like chronologically within the universe. I would love to see the twins grow up and I would really, really, really love to see one of them kind of side with Wanda and the other one kind of side with sword and, 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 you know, stand up for what's right even though their dad is going you know not going to be alive at once once this kind of illusion is broken i would love Absolutely. to see that happen i think that'd be a really really cool touch well considering the fact that um there were moments where you could actually push something from a constructed reality yeah. into the outside world mm -hmm. so considering that all of this we know it's made up right is there a chance the twins can come to life? Maybe not vision, but the mm -hmm. twins, like maybe she doesn't have to lose her children. Yeah. But it, it would be that much of an interesting twist at the very end of the show. I think, you know, and, and I think time will tell with that. I think we got to see how far she's willing to go to, to, to keep this world. And I think that, you know, obviously, yes, she, she's not going to keep it forever. And, and in a way she'll pay with, you know, not having her husband alive, you know, back in reality. But I think that we'll see how far she goes. And if she really does decide to cross lines to keep this world and, and keep these people away from their lives, who knows? I think maybe she'll have to pay the price in that everything was fake, including her her kids. And I mean, whatever happens, you know, it's definitely going to we'll see in Dr. Strange. She's not going to be the same Wanda that we no, saw, you know, no. <laughs> Absolutely so not. It's going to be interesting. I'm, and I'm curious to see how far she's willing to go to, to, to keep this illusion going. And I think that's going to be what, what happens there is going to be, you know, her kids and her family. That's going to be contingent upon upon that. How happy were you when Darcy and Jimmy Woo came back? Especially oh, I love when, them. Especially when Jimmy Woo with the car trick, what she got from Ant-Man. Yeah, I love Brilliant. them. You know, it's just that's and that's the beauty and that's the beauty of of, of Marvel, the, the, the cinematic universe of Marvel is that there's just so much stuff, like so many Easter eggs and, and things that tie together and things that fan favorites, fan favorites they bring back, like the commercials in the middle of WandaVision, you know, all of them, all of them allude to different things in the Marvel world, like the Stark toaster. I thought that was incredible, yes. you know? It's just, you know, I every, every everything in these in these shows and these movies means something, and I think that's just amazing. And I would love to see them expand more upon Jimmy and and and, and the rest of Sword and stuff.
you know, it, speaking about, I, I, um, I, I, <laughs> excuse me, I'm bumbling upon my words. No, where you good? You good? You, you, you know what's funny? Um, mm-hmm. about those commercials, there was, there was one. I believe it was episode three or four yeah. where they were talking about soap. Yes. And I thought that was completely random. And then yeah. a friend of mine from Twitter mm-hmm. sent me a post where there was a brief scene from Agents of Shield. Okay. And Agent Coulson actually described that Hydra would use soap to try to trick their victims. Ah, I, so, I did not know that. So it's a little bit too much of a stretch because shows like Agents of Shield, yeah, um, the Netflix shows Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and so yeah. on and so forth. Mm-hmm. They're they are within the MCU, but they're not really a part of the right. actual timeline. Like, right, exactly. They, like they're their own thing. Yes. So, does does this show connect to Hydra at the end? Although it'd be a twist, it would probably be a little bit of a lackluster because I feel like that's so easy to do. Like, let's blame everything on Hydra. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, I think that maybe... Anticlimactic is the word. Yeah, no, no, no. I definitely agree. And and it kind of, you know, it it kind of um, relieves Wanda of anything that she does if it's it's been Hydra the entire time. But, you know, so what I think would be interesting, you know, they may they may have you know them be the villains that start that created this universe and who knows maybe they knew that Wanda would do anything to keep it. Um, so if they went that route, then that'd be cool. But I agree, I don't want it to be like oh Hydra was doing this or some other evil organization was doing it. Um, I, I want it to be something deeper than 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 that. Um, absolutely, you know? more psychological than anything. Like absolutely, like, like hit, hit us in the fields. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, <laughs> and, and already seeing the two of them happy and living a normal life, and just knowing in the back of my mind like that it's not real, and just seeing, but just seeing how happy that they are. That's already that's already it's t- it's tough to watch because it's you know you loved both of those characters and they and they loved each other immensely and. I mean, you know, I, I have a feeling there's going to be some tear jerkers as, as the season goes on. So, well, on that note, we are going to end that topic. Sure. Episode five tomorrow, Can't which wait. is February 5th. I am yep. excited to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, they are fucking awesome. Amazing. As their characters, brilliant, brilliant, Amazing. brilliant. Only time will tell. Absolutely. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Now we are going to jump. We're going to jump ship a little bit. We're going to go into the DC side. Okay, cool. Where Zack Snyder has yeah. posted up numerous pictures on the Nightmare Batman mm-hmm. and so many other things, and he says that the movie Justice League: The Snyder Cut mm-hmm. is four hours long. Yep, and uh, it's basically com- uh, completed. Now there's a strong chance I'm going to open up a can of worms here, but. <laughs> What do you think of this whole Ray Fisher business? Because I feel like I'm I'm discrediting the people that are on his side or maybe on his side. I personally am not. And before before you answer, before you answer, and I I get it. I'm beating up a dead horse to a bloody pulp. I get that. Yeah. Every studio in Hollywood does shady shit every time. Right. And I'm sure many, many actors and actresses throughout the history of time have dealt with it in their own personal way. Uh huh. I felt like this was a little bit overboard. And I feel like if the woke culture or the cancel yeah. culture was never a part of it, yeah, this could have been handled so differently than 
what it turned out to be. So yeah. what's your take on that? I, know, I, I need another person's perspective here. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I, listen, I, you're, you know, you're talking to somebody who grew up watching Cyborg and the, you know, the, 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 um, the um, Teen Titans, the Teen Titans TV show, which was amazing. And I, I don't really have a problem with him with how, you know, with, with him not saying his catchphrase and whatnot in this, in the Snyder cut, I think to be, you know, booyah. It, it, yes. It's, it's part of, I mean, to be honest with you, it's not even the, the main thing I remember about cyborg from, you know, watching the shows and growing up with teen Titans as a kid and stuff. Um, I'm actually kind of happy that they're not saying it because it's, it, it's more of like a goofy type term and the Snyder cut's supposed to be dark and gritty. And I just think that maybe that would, take away from it you know and, and i'll go so far as to say that a lot of the you know a lot of the the darker dc movies i wouldn't really classify them as like stereotypical or or or, or you know true superhero movies you know they're more of like in, in my you know in my view like you know when you especially like when too when you talk about like the arrow the arrow verse and stuff like that and they're more like vigilante oh, don't, shows don't even get me started with the arrow <laughs> i i am so far behind oh dude Oh my goodness! But it's great. It's great. You got to catch up. But I you know, have to. I yeah. have to. Yeah. So you know, and I, I, I'm okay with him not saying it because I just think that it would it would try to allude too much to like a superhero movie, and I think it would take away from this dark grittiness that 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 that's trying to come across. So I'm I'm okay with it. You know, and I understand that people may be upset with me, and I can definitely understand the argument for him saying it. Um, but but I'm I'm okay with with it not happening. Do you think he did what he thought was best in terms of going against Warner Media? Because I felt like that whole shenanigan of what transpired, there, there is a level where if you are an actor or an mm -hmm. actress, mm -hmm. if you are the hardworking person and you're getting paid millions and mm -hmm. millions of mm -hmm. dollars to be on a roll mm -hmm. and someone which is not their fault because i don't really bl blame joss sweden here mm -hmm, yes mm -hmm. he did he did shady shit i get that mm -hmm. but what choice did he have he took a project that was never his right. and tried to make it the best he could right that's how i see it but yeah. if there was some stuff going on like maybe he did push them a little bit too much maybe there was some abusive language maybe sure. there was some stuff like Again, I, I need someone else's personal take here so that way I could put it to a close and, and I need some closure here. Yeah, you know, I, you know, and this is this is not the first time, you know, you see a lot of times just in cinematic history where you have directors, brilliant directors, well-known directors who were, you know, less than kind to their actors, you know, and whether whether or not the, the allegations are true about, you know, the any abuse that went on. I definitely don't, you know, I definitely... You know, yes, you have that thing. It's like, okay, the guy's making a million, you know, millions of dollars doing this iconic role, you know, just keep your mouth shut and stuff. I'm, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely, I think that, I think that Josh came in into like a very, you know, difficult circumstance. You know, he came into a movie as big as the Justice League, you know, that wasn't his project. They weren't really his actors to begin with. Who knows? Not saying that the actors they picked, you know, for the most part, weren't great. A right. lot of them were you know, especially, especially Gal as, as Wonder Woman, but they weren't his actors. You know what I mean? He didn't really have a say in casting them. So he came into really something where he was like the outsider. Um, and, and, and I, but, but I, so I understand, I understand, you know, him being on edge or whatever, and, and, you know, maybe pushing them harder to kind of mold into the vision that he wanted because it became his movie. Um, but I don't, 
it's a tough one, man, because, you know, I, I feel for him, but I also feel for the actors as well. Being an actor and being, you know, working with abusive directors and stuff, I definitely think that you should never take that no matter how much money that you're making. Um, but I also I also wish I also want I also wish that the whole rallying cry was more so around like how how Ray was treated and the other actors were treated as opposed to like a catchphrase type thing, because then I think that made it into something that more than it really needed to be, if that makes sense. You know what? You brought up a good point. Yeah. Because I didn't even think about that. As an actor, yeah. We yes, we are getting paid a crap load of money, but at sure. the same time, we're still human beings. Right. So if there is a sense where we don't feel comfortable in terms right. of the environment that we are in, no yep. matter who we're dealing with, mm -hmm. no matter what the project may be entitled to, yeah, we will speak up. So Absolutely. that is something I have not thought about before. And I'm yeah. glad you, I'm really, really glad you opened my eyes to that. Awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's, especially nowadays, you know, when, when harassment and abuse is, is, is a hot button topic and rightfully so, you know, there are definitely ways to, to deal with that stuff. I mean, like, you know, when, when you call SAG, I mean, the, 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 the IVR, I think like the, the second or third prompt is like, if you have an issue on set, you know, dial this number or press this key or whatever it may be. I forget what it is. I haven't called SAG in a little while, but um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, you know, there, there are ways to deal with it. I just wish, and I definitely think that, that the actors are always right in speaking out about that stuff, especially nowadays when, um, you know, people are you're very very protected in a way you know the act the the person the victim is very protected um but i i just i'm telling i just wish it hadn't been made about this catchphrase and and about other reasons that i think you know maybe they were about that maybe they weren't but i, I don't know i i like to think the best of people and i like to i like i like to just think that it wasn't about you know hot button topics and stuff like that but who knows well i mean regardless of what happens i think everyone's kind of innocent until they're proven guilty and I, and I hope i hope and pray that the truth will come out and that everything you know justice you know no pun intended will, justice be, served. will be served yeah <laughs> um but 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 we'll see i i i don't know and i think you know and I, I hate a lot of it might have to do also with how good the movie is too so we'll see um but i don't know i don't know man it's it's a tough one it's a very it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sticky situation um, and I wish that it wasn't, but, but we'll, I, I well, he got we'll see fired. what happens. I know he got fired. And I know. when, when I'm sure he was doing this to try to protect himself, yeah. where he comes down and he's like, I'm stepping down from the role. Um, I choose to stand up for what I believe in, yeah. which is, which is great, but sure. But God damn. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, it's like he got, and, and I wish, like, I want to know, I want to know what went on behind closed doors. Cause yes. it's like, is that firing justified? Cause he was, you know, making baseless claims or is it in a way censorship? You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know. I really, I, I, I'm truly hoping that more information comes out because I like to kind of reserve judgment until those things come out. Um, but we'll see. And I, I hope that, I really hope that everything does work out. Cause I don't know, man, it's, it's a tough one. It's, it's a, it's a tough one, especially given today's climate. So. Well, considering that the movie is now completed by Zack yes. Snyder and it will mm -hmm. be coming out on HBO Max. Yes. On March 18th. Mm -hmm. 18th. Yes. Yeah. March 18th. How excited are you for this thing? Because a part of me is like kind of excited. Yeah. But we've already seen it. So obviously it's going to be a completely new movie. But yeah. 
how how enthusiastic are you with this thing? I'm excited. Four you know, hours I, long. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely yeah. It's it's gonna listen. I mean, that's gonna be a movie where you're gonna have to cart, you know, get block time in your schedule, <laughs> and, and and that and that's fine. You know, I'm I'm excited, and and I'm excited because I, I mean I grew up loving the Justice League above everything else. You know, I I grew up with the cartoon and stuff like that. Uh, uh, Yes. You know, yeah, yes. and it, it was great. I mean, it, and and you know, the Flash is my favorite superhero. Like, I'm a big Spidey fan, but if I had to pick somebody, it'd be the Flash. And as much as I prefer the Marvel Cinematic Universe to the DC one, because I think it's just a little bit they do a better job with it. Um, I'm excited because I I really enjoyed like the darker kind of Batman movies, and now with the Batman coming out next year, and that's more of a darker version. I think that DC kind of finds its footing in those darker. What what's funny? What's, movies, yeah. what's funny about that is that you look like Barry Allen. Like <laughs> you, you look like you could. But it, just let you know, I'm gonna take the picture and like maybe market it a little bit for sure. the episode. And now I'm getting ideas. Just putting you in a flash costume. And just- <laughs> That's hysterical, dude. Well, you want you want to hear a funny story? So go ahead. Back in my, you know, when I in when I was in, working in an office, you know, years ago. I um I had a coworker. He he and I would always love to make bets, and and I don't I I couldn't even tell you what the bet was this time. I think it was like if I if I couldn't eat like sixty chicken nuggets in like in like twenty minutes or something like that. But basically, it was right when my my then girlfriend, now wife, and I started dating, and I lost. And my punishment was I had to. I'll send you the picture if I could find it. I had to basically. <laughs> run around the office and wear all day like a flash costume with like the muscles and everything wow. like that and she we had just started dating and she was mortified to just be seen with me <laughs> so I'll, I'll send you a picture of me in a flash costume so that, that won't be the first time that i had to wear one so it was it was it was but hey i mean i felt right at home i mean i would love you know barry Allen. that's my boy and i always tell people if i could have one super if i could have one superpower it would be super speed so that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. it was cool. It was, it was definitely cool, but that, that, that's, that's a compliment to me. So thank you. Barry Allen's my, my guy. He was my hero growing up now and my hero now. So, so I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that you're going to be excited for the movie when it comes out. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I am excited. I am. I just, I don't understand. You said you're behind, but the Grant Gustin does just such a phenomenal job playing flash in the CW show. That when Ezra Miller signed on and he just Grant Gustin was the idea of Barry Allen that I always had in my head, you know, in a live action version, mm-hmm. whereas Ezra Miller kind of wasn't. Um, so I, I was I definitely judged Ezra Miller's performance before I saw the movie um, a little too harshly. Um, so I am I am excited to see, especially since they are doing the Flashpoint type um route so i am I, i'm excited and but i'm i'm going to be watching it i think a little bit more like a critical lens um kind of like i do with spidey but more so i mean because flash is just very near and dear to my heart um but i am i am looking forward to it and i am happy that they're taking their time with it so give me batman beyond after oh, the flash God. movie oh boner city i don't care Dude, boner city i don't care <laughs> that show was incredible absolutely incredible i Honestly, like I, I'm, I want to rewatch that and Static Shock are my two shows that I really want to re- rewatch. Um, good. Yes, but but oh my god, I would love I would love a Batman uh, a Batman Beyond uh, you know movie or, or or gritty TV show. And honestly, that's the route that I thought they were going to go after um, Christian Bale. You know, his Bruce Wayne kind of was quote unquote dead. I thought that they were going to kind of go a Batman Beyond route, but you know, but then they kind of reinvented it with with 
um, Ben Affleck and now with Robert Pattinson and stuff. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but I, I would, I would love just more continuation of Batman beyond. I mean, that was just in me amazing. It's funny you bring up Robert Pattinson because yeah. I've dealt with so many people that was like, oh my God, this is the worst casting. Yeah. First of all, I love dealing with trolls on Twitter mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I love putting them in their place. And oh, it's the best. If, <laughs> if, that makes, if that makes me a troll to go after one, so be it. That's a, you're a troll's troll. That's okay. Yes. And the fact that there was so much hate for Robert Pattinson. Oh my God. Twinkle face sparkle. Yeah. Edward team Edward Twilight. I'm like, guys, guys. He hates those movies. Yep. They're behind him. Yep. Give him a break. Let's see what happens. And then the trailer dropped yep. for DC Fandom. Yes. I'm excited. Dude, I, I, hate, think... I, I hate the fact that they pushed it back again, but I'm excited. Yeah, you know what? And, if, and I, I want, I'm dying to see it. And I, I mean, I can't remember. The last Batman movie that I was just so pumped to see was, you know, um, was Dark Knight with, with Heath Ledger. Um, and, and I just, I can't wait. Like I saw that. Tra- I think I watched that trailer like, like 150 times for, <laughs> for the Batman. Cause it's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be such a good movie. And, and it's, it's more of like a vigilante movie than a superhero movie. Absolutely. And honestly, like, you know, Robert Pattinson almost didn't take the role of Batman because he said he hated playing like commercially well-known roles. Cause they were boring to him. Um, the dudes, listen, the, you got to do what you got to do to pay the bills. And he definitely paid the bills and, and put himself on the map with, with twilight in terms of just like being a, you know, a movie star and being able to handle that stardom and having that, that star star appeal. But uh, he's a good actor, man. And, you know, people said the same thing about Heath Ledger and the dude won in a, a posthumously won an Oscar. So I'm, I'm, I'm fully willing and ready to give Robert Pattinson, um, you know, the credit that he deserves. And I honestly, I think he's going to do a great job with the part. I really, really do. I, I really think so do. too. I yeah. think so too. I'm a diehard Batman fan. You love the yeah. Flash. I yep. love Batman in general. Yeah. And you know, I I remember Val Kilmer from Batman Forever. Yeah. He before Batman and Robin got casted with Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Val Kilmer. He asked. He was asked the question, "Why did you not return for the sequel?" And mm-hmm. he said, "Nobody cares about Bruce Wayne. They only care about Batman. They only care about the guy with the mask." Which sure. means anyone can be this character, right? But it takes a strong Bruce Wayne to pull yes. it off. And it's funny that you say that because I tell everybody whenever I talk about like comparing actors, you know, different roles and stuff like that. Like I'll give you, and this is my personal opinion. I'll give you, you know, mm-hmm. Spider Man for example. I thought that. Um, Toby Maguire's um, Peter. You're playing two characters when you play a, a superhero. That's just that's just the way it is. You're playing the the alter ego and you're playing the superhero. I thought Toby Maguire's um, Peter Parker was was great, exactly in line with what I thought Peter Parker should be. But his Spider Man was you know was was not bad. That Andrew Garfield was the reverse. I didn't like his Peter Parker. He was just like some like you know kind of loner skater dude. Whereas Peter Parker's mm. supposed to be like a nerd type character. Right. And I, I but I liked his Spider Man and Tom Holland. Just I mean he kills it on all fronts. But um, but it's it's funny. You do need a strong Bruce Wayne. You really, really do, because that's the human that you're going to relate to, you know, to to see this person kind of going through having the, this burden on their shoulders of being a superhero. I absolutely I agree. I agree. You, you need a strong Bruce Wayne and a strong Peter Parker and a strong Barry Allen in order to kind of make these movies effective, because it's two it's two it's two characters because, you know, you, they, this person's got to hide the fact that they're this superhero, you know, so. Um, I definitely think you need a you need a strong alter ego in order to 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 pull off a superhero. Absolutely. I personally felt that mm-hmm. um, Christian Bale nailed this because he played three characters. If you truly think about it, okay. There's the Batman. Yes. 
there is the real Bruce Wayne, the tragic person that lost his yes. parents. Mm-hmm. And then there's the playboy Bruce yes. mm-hmm. which he puts on as a facade to everybody else. The guy yes. that sleeps with women, doesn't care, blows money. Right. You know, probably does cocaine if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Like Christian Bale, by far my favorite Batman. Well, no, scratch that. Yeah. Number one, Kevin Conroy. Number two, Christian Bale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought Christian Bale, I, his Bruce Wayne, both of them. And you know, you bring up a great point because that is so true, and I never thought of that. That you really are playing something, something like Bruce Wayne, and even um, Stephen Amell did it when he played Arrow, especially in the earlier seasons. Yes. Um, you know, it, 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 you are you're playing three characters. You're right, and the, you know what you're putting out, what they're putting out to the world, how they're feeling internally, and the superhero. Um, Christian Bale did an amazing job. I think, aside from the voice that he used for Batman. I, 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 you didn't like it. No, I wasn't a huge fan of it. <laughs> it's just so meme worthy. Um, but his performance was, was brilliant. His Hold performance on. on all fronts. I want, I want to try to do one. I want to try to do one. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wanted me. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I randomly will go to each other, each other like, where's the trigger man? And, and, you know, yeah. So I wasn't a huge fan of that, but I listen, I'm going to give the dude prop props because he did a great job with those movies and he really made you feel for him and what he was going through. Um, and he, I mean, you know, I, 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 I think honestly, I, I do. I think Robert Pattinson is going to do justice to that role again, you know, no pun intended, but um, <laughs> does, does your wife love um, superheroes? Like, yeah. is she a good comic book person, like a big comic book person like you? Yeah. She more so is just like, you know, cause my sunflower, my angel. Yeah. No, way over. No, she she like my wife is more of like a TV and movie person. Like she's down to watch anything. So like, you know, yes, I you know, you and I were talking about how we're more so comic book fans from the the movies and the shows. Um, But, you know, you and I will research things outside of that, you know, Easter eggs that that we know that come up, we'll research them. and, And, you know, I like to see, you know, what's different from the comics versus the shows and the movies and stuff like that. She's strictly the shows and the movies. You know, she's not really interested too much or she doesn't really care too much in like. The, the, the comic book aspect of it, but she'll watch all the movies and everything like that. The only movie, the only movie that she was so pissed at me for making her watch was uh, Joker because she said it was just too heavy for her. Oh, um, really? She didn't like it? Yeah, she was. You know what it was? Because it was just like she said it was just it was hard to watch, especially now as a mom where this guy, you just see this mentally ill person just descend into madness just from being constantly bullied and treated like garbage, you know? That is so, true. Yeah. So that 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 was it was tough for her to watch that. Um, you know, I'm looking at it more from like an actor's perspective where that the I mean, just Joaquin Phoenix, just wow. Um, but but he, she that's the only one that she wasn't like a huge. She didn't really want to see, but she's always down to watch the comic book shows and movies and stuff. We're actually we're we're in the middle. We're catching up on this most previous season of Flash right now because uh, uh, ha- having a baby will uh, will slow <laughs> slow your TV uh, watching down. A little bit of an Easter egg. Yeah. And maybe someone can quote me on this. Yeah. Uh, like correct me on this. Joaquin Phoenix is actually married to Kate Mara, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he's yes, he's yes. To one of the Mara sisters, Kate mm-hmm. Mara, and the Maras mm-hmm. own the Giants, the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh wow! So you got a whole team of people. Freaking power family, dude! It's crazy. My girlfriend, I will never forget. She and I, we actually watched the Joker, and yeah. I was glued. Yeah. I was glued yeah. to the television. She was petrified. Yeah. And when we got to the car. 
she could not speak. Yeah. She was shaking. And I I couldn't help but laugh, but I wasn't laughing at her. I was yeah. laughing at the situation. Yeah. So I'm trying to calm her down. I'm like, babe, what's wrong? Are you okay? Yeah. She goes, D- just don't. Please yeah. don't. And I'm like, wow, that's yeah. that, that's a strong effect that this movie had on people. It, it, you know, it was it was it, it really did. And, you know, in and, and it perfectly mirrored. I think they did a great job because, you know, his character in within the story of the movie, I mean, had a strong effect on people, you know, with with terms of like the movement that that he started. You see everybody wearing the Joker face and stuff. Um, and I think that they did a good job of of, you know, moving people like that, you know, in the theaters outside of outside of the the. Out, you know, outside of the movie. And I think that your girlfriend had an absolutely appropriate response to it because it's just there, especially that scene, this, the, the final scene with Robert De Niro, it, it's, you, there's no oh, words yeah. to put into it because it's just, it's, it's insane. Absolutely. It's absolutely. It's absolute insanity. So it, and, that was, it was a great movie though. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. it deserved all the awards. Mm-hmm. Congratulations once again to Joaquin Phoenix. Oh my God. Director to Robert De Niro and every yes. person they, everything like yeah. in my opinion my second favorite film of the of uh, ever yeah ever it, it was brilliant it was absolutely brilliant and i listen when i when i need like acting inspiration i will i will turn to i will turn i will youtube scenes from that movie because it's just it's on all ends it's just it's artistic brilliance it really really is well that brings us to our final thing where we can talk more about ourselves um, <laughs> we we touched a lot about, you know, our favorite characters. We touched a lot about what we, what we're excited for, what we yeah. are so looking forward to see, but to get to know you on a personal level. Sure. You said that you played um, Speedy at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Speed. Yeah. Speed. Tommy Shepard. Yep. Yes. Tommy yeah. Shepard. Yes. Is there any other character that you would love to play in like in an animation role, a video sure. game role or what is your dream voiceover role considering we're both voice actors sure so i think you know my dream from the on the superhero side would be spider-man or or the flash it's funny the flash is my favorite superhero but i think i'd rather play voice spider-man because i think i might i like my style of acting and my voice fits that like the younger peter parker better so mm-hmm. spider-man 100 percent um, but on, it's honestly, and this is going to sound really, this is going to sound funny. Cause I get told I sound like him all the time and it annoys me for certain characters <laughs> that I do is Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I, I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to hear It's so funny. I hear it. If you listen on my website, I, 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 um, who's also another speedster. Yes. Yes. On my <laughs> web. So you could see a common theme here on my website is uh, a clip clips of, of sound clips of me playing, playing speed, Tommy Shepard. And you can he- like I I, full- I went full on Sonic for that role. Uh, I have a no- I have a kid show that I'm in that I went full on Sonic for. Um, so now that you know now that Roger Craig Smith kind of uh, stepped down from the role and you know the man did justice to that role and thank you for your contribution the past ten years. I'm ready, man. I'm ready to take my take my rightful place and 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 and, uh, and finally give in to what everybody was saying. It's funny because um, a few years ago I did I was in the official English dub of um, Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the there's a, a group called Zelda Universe that they, they're like the second largest Legend of Zelda website aside from the official site, and they got the official rights to dub um the 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 official rights to dub it in English, and uh, I played Link and he sp- actually spoke in this, and I can't tell you like pretty much every video every episode there was always somebody in the comics Link sounds a lot like Sonic, 
And, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give in. And that's, that's probably my, my biggest dream role is to, is to do that. So no more power to you. Hell yeah. But what about you though? What about you? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. It's not who you are underneath. Yeah. But it's what you do. There you go. You. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lose so many listeners. Just that, by whatever. That. Um, for me, Spider-Man has yeah. always been my number one. Yeah. I grew up with the animated shows. I played the PS1 game. Oh my, yeah. Spider-Man is my guy. And in a way, I wanted my, I want my voiceover brand to represent that in some way. Yeah. But then after I played Miles Morales, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, great game. Amazing he's, game. He's awesome. Great game. Little short, but yeah. you know what? It's fine. Sometimes you got to take the good with the bad. Sure. In terms of my dream role, yeah. I would love to voice Spider-Man 2099 in a video game. Ah, that'd be cool. I've always been more in favor of futuristic characters. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't know why that is. Um, Maybe it's because of my love for Batman Beyond. Maybe it's because sure. of my love for Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Yusei from Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. Right. Um, there's something about futuristic characters where I gravitate towards a little bit more. Yeah. And Spider-Man 2099, he, he's essentially the opposite of Peter Parker. He's more serious. He gets the job done. He looks at the bigger picture. Um, yes, that, that would be my dream role for a video game. Yeah. You know, and it's funny and, and it's funny that you say that, you know, because you said like, you know, Miles Morales and, and. And Peter Parker kind of, you know, your brand and kind of define your brand and this, this, these futuristic characters and they're very cool because they're not ones that you see often, you know, because we're all so used to Peter Parker and now Miles and stuff like that. And but these future characters, you know, their their characters themselves are influenced by Peter Parker and Miles Morales. You know, they they live in the same universe and they've been they've been around the block you know they 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 live in this basically in the shadow of of these these giant superheroes and and they're you know how they are and how how they operate is influenced by these 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 crazy these these giants that we all know so those characters are super interesting man i can't wait to hear you do that and especially now you know hopefully we'll be seeing more of spider-man 2099 in the next spider-verse so that's true you know so I, i'm excited for that um but yeah absolutely the, it's because it's you know the future just as us as people is always so interesting and because nobody know you know ever you could study the past but no one knows it's going to happen in the future mm-hmm. so just i think to have a glimpse into that even if it's through like the comic book lens is awesome i would i would love to see that done more and i would love to see you do be able to do it so speaking of future this is probably yeah. a little bit off topic but did you play cyberpunk did you buy it no i didn't and it and i was I, I, I had one of my, my one of my best friends. He would just send us constant daily updates of how just broken it was, and it's a shame too, because it looked like it was mm-hmm. going to be a great game, and I think it will eventually one day once you know once the bugs are fixed. Um, but I did not, and I, I'm I'm glad that I didn't. I was going to get it, <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm glad that I did not. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much exactly what you said. So the fact yeah. that when every person, when ninety percent or ninety five percent of the people say that it sucks yeah. because of these problems, yeah. I stay away from it. And yeah. in a way, it, it's kind of very similar to how many people say with Rotten Tomatoes, be like, oh, Wonder Woman 1984 is 95% right. Rotten Tomatoes. And then two weeks later, 67%. Right. And everyone is all confused. We're like, how is this possible? Right. I'm like, yeah, that's how yeah. it works. Yeah. Do, do you know how that works with Rotten Tomatoes? It, they t- don't they, they take reviews from everywhere, right? So, so what happens is, and yeah. this, this is, um, this is what happens with bird. This, 
Sorry, my phone. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, this is what happened with Birds of Prey. What yeah. happens is in the first couple of weeks, right. there are professional critics right. that actually works for the studio and they okay. are paid to give a positive review. Makes sense. Okay. Right. So like you can probably put the first 20, 30, maybe even 50 people. Yeah. And what they score is basically the average and that is your Rotten Tomato score. Okay. Over time, Mm -hmm. more and more critics actually watches the film because they either don't have access to it right away or they have to see it at a different time or they have to watch it multiple times for them to get an actual opinion. Right. So what happens is the ones that don't work for the studios, they give their real score. And then you see the numbers dwindle down significantly. Interesting. And there were a, a lot of people, of course, they named Anonymous, but from Birds of Prey. Yeah. When that first movie came out, it had some decent praise. Okay. And over time, the score started to go down because there were a lot of people that admitted, yes, we got paid to actually give a positive review. We're not proud of it, but we have to make money. Interesting. I did not know that. Yes. So interesting. And I'm sh- and to the listeners, I know I've said this over and over, but once again, when you want to watch a new film yeah. or a new movie, don't pay attention to the uh, Rotten Tomato score. Pay attention to the audience score. Us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Us. Because we can give fair reviews whether we love the movie or right. hate it. We can give a lot more of a fair reviews. Plus, we're not influenced by anything. Right. So that kind of takes the pressure off. Yeah, and you know, and also too, you know, you're looking at it as a as an audience member from a diff, as a fan from a different lens than a professional critic. You know, whether it's that they're working for the studio or not, but they're looking they're looking deeper at a lot of like a lot of the moving parts. Whereas we look at the more overall picture. But I agree, I look more at uh, at the audience score than I do at the critic score because I've seen tons of movies that the critics panned, and I thought they were great movies. You know? Oh yeah, so absolutely. It's it's yeah. You're I did not know that about uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Though. I'm gonna. I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and hopefully a lot of people can take that with a grain of salt where they can be like, oh, you're wrong or you're bullshitting or you're yeah. this or you're that. Be like, dude, do your research and just yeah. open your mindset. Come, yeah. come on. 97 to 67 in like three weeks. Yeah. I mean, there's something, there's something there, wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah there's absolutely. Something wrong with it. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's, yeah, it's, I think anyone who's kind of, you know, doesn't believe that it's you know they're kind of they're in denial so but i i agree um but no that's i'm that's interesting nice that is that is yeah yeah well tom we spoke a lot and yes we have, we're nearly reaching an hour so there is only one thing or one question that i want to ask you more please. than anything else please what movie or show are you looking forward to this year this year the I'm going to num- have the, the number one, the one that's on the top of your list where you look at your baby and be like, we are going to watch this. Shit <laughs> Ooh. Oh, man. I'm trying to think which one. I think, you know, there's, it's so funny. There's a lot in 2022 that I'm excited for. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited for Black Widow. I'm excited for Eternals. Probably, honestly, pro- probably Spider-Man 3. Yes. Ha- yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I love Spider-Man and I love those movies. And, you know, that's kind of like, the one, you know, the, the, the Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire, like those were the first, that was like where I gave my love for, for superhero movies. Spider-Man more, you know, especially after the ending and especially after that whole drama where he was almost, you know, for a short time, not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe anymore. Uh, I'm excited for Spider-Man 3. I really am. I think it's going to be a great movie. Tom is amazing. And I can't wait to see where, where they take it. 
my girlfriend could not understand why I was so giddy in the theater when I saw J. Jonah Jameson yes, on got, the screen. Yes. And oh. I'm like, oh, yes, yes. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he, I mean, he, he's, he's the perfect J. Jonah Jameson. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. I no agree. one else can play that role. No, no, I agree. I, that's 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 my big one, I think. And, you know, and I know that's the end of the year, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look for things to hold me over. But I, I think that's probably my big one. What about you? You two, same thing. Same thing. Same yeah. thing. Um, I'm gonna throw a little bit of a curveball here. Yeah. The least movie that I wouldn't say that I'm not looking forward to seeing, where I'm like, eh, it doesn't really matter. Black Widow. Yeah, I'm and, excited. Yeah. Yeah, and and the thing is, it's been postponed too many times now. And we don't really know if it's going to be on Disney Plus. And if it is going to be on Disney Plus, the chances are there's going to be another paywall that we're going to have to go through just to watch the damn thing. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Like, I thought Scarlett Johansson does a great job and I'm excited to see like where they take it, especially because she died in in, in Endgame. So, um, you know, and I I, and I am I am excited to see, you know, Tony again. I think he's making like a small cameo in the movie. Um, So we'll see. Um, But I, I yeah. I think that's probably lo- on the lower end of my list. Um, I'll still see it, but I agree. It will, you know, hopefully they don't charge us thirty dollars to friggin' watch it on Disney Plus. But you know, you know what though, if they do charge it, would you still pay for it? Because yeah, I- yeah, I would. You know, I, I want to support Disney and Marvel and stuff like that. And you know, I, I'm not, especially with 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 superhero movies where I know that they get spoiled very very fast and easily. I, I want to be, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want it spoiled for me. So I probably will. You know, if if anything, I'll pay for it just for that reason. So (laughs) (laughs) pretty much, man. Yeah. Tom, we have reached the end. It has been close to an hour. I think it's been like 45 minutes. It was a great time, dude. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now in every episode, I do a superhero or supervillain quote of the day. Okay. Depending on the number of episodes, if it's odd numbers, it's superhero. If it's even, if it's even supervillains. Okay. Episode 100 and I'm going to say this quote, and you tell me what your reaction to that is. Okay. Episode 100, supervillain quote. This is from the Joker himself. You will never make it if you care what others think. Yep. I love it. I love it. It just speaks so much to how we are as voice actors, too. If you care so much when you're auditioning and, and what, you know, making the, 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 the director happy and the, and the, decision makers happy you'll never be able to make anyone happy because you're going to be spreading yourself too thin i love it i think it's perfect especially for us as actors and i think it's a great 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 quote for your 100th episode absolutely absolutely yeah absolutely (laughs) already getting tongue-tied already that was cool 100th episode of the podcast outside the comics volume two we're going sizzle up in here (laughs) (laughs) um once again i cannot thank you enough i know you're a busy dude oh yeah Um, dude no thank you god bless to your family to your to your four month old. What's his name again? I'm sorry, Zachary. Zachary. Okay. Yep. God bless. This shout out. You know what? We haven't even done shout outs yet. I normally do shout outs at the beginning <laughs> of the episode. Shout out to Zachary. Thank you, man. I appreciate when, that. When he wore that little Spider Man onesie. Yep. Like, dude, just just he knows. He no. knows, man. I'm he training knows. him to be a superhero. He has no <laughs> choice. <laughs> so right. yeah absolutely cool man thank you i pre- thanks for having me on man it was a great time really really was and I, I can't wait to hear the episode i'm pumped absolutely and um you're welcome to come back anytime you let me know absolutely and um we can talk about anything else if it's not comic book related we're real people it is awesome. what it is love it appreciate it man thank you
You got it, man. Take care. Talk to you later, dude. Later. Well, there you have it, guys. That was our 100th episode, and my special guest, Tom Aglio, very, very decent human being, very awesome, really knows his stuff, really down-to-earth, and you can tell that he's very, very passionate about the stuff that he watches, the stuff that he does, especially as a voiceover actor, and with his wife and newborn, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him, I'm happy for his family, and the fact that he basically is a representation of two speedsters, the Flash and Sonic the Hedgehog, you can just tell that that is him, that that is him at his core. And I'm really, really happy that I got to know him, and I'm hoping that I get him on the podcast again after, you know, maybe some time or after WandaVision or whenever he's always welcome. And remember, it's not just him. Whoever wants to come on the episode and to be a guest and if you have your personal thoughts or if you have something that you want to share if there's anything that you want to talk about feel free to let me know and we will schedule something and I will get you on this episode as well episode 100 has been a blast and I'm truly thankful to him I'm truly thankful to all of you that has listened I'm truly thankful to everyone that has been a part of this journey Now, considering that today is the 5th, which is Friday, we will come back on Tuesday morning, if I'm not mistaken, because work will keep me slammed on Monday. But we will discuss WandaVision Episode 5 and all of the other hilarious stuff that goes on in the world of comic book movies, games, TV shows, or whatever the case may be. And once again... Shout out to Tom, shout out to his wife, shout out to their newborn, shout out to all of you, shout out to every fan out there on the comic book industry. And with that being said, it's time for me to put this to a close. And always remember, in the world of comic book news, games, shows, whatever the case may be, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, let's keep this train rolling. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.